Are you ready to rock? I'm ready to Ragnarok. Thanks for that excellent opening. That's what we call a uh, auditory alley-oop. <laughs> you really, you really, you alley-ooped me there, and I appreciate it. Alley-oop, there it is. Oh, God. How many more bad alley-oop jokes can we make? I don't actually want to know. I don't want to know. I got a few know. in the back. Uh, alley. It's called oop. God. It's okay. I don't like me either. It's fine. Well, it's funny that there was that the Willy Wonka thing in 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 Thor Ragnarok because there's you know the Ali Oompa Loompas. So as with all of our reviews, full spoilers, guys. We full don't spoilers. Uh, we don't make the big podcast bucks yet. We're not uh, you know seeing being invited to press screenings and things. You know we didn't get the opportunity to see this before most of our dedicated nerdy listeners did. So um, no, yeah, I was just... I, I was an opening nighter. You were the day after, which you know is the. They call it opening day, but it's like, really? You had like eight showings last night. <laughs> Is yeah. this really the opening? No, I love how they used to make it like it was a midnight showing. It was a midnight showing. And then they're like, some people can't do the midnight showing anymore. Me. Yep. Uh, so it's a ten. It's an 11 o'clock showing, 10 o'clock showing. Okay, let's do 7.30, guys. Let's just do say, 7.30. I feel like our generation aged up to the point where we're like the last great movie going generation. Everyone below us is like, fuck you. I want to watch Netflix. But uh, as we've gotten older, there have been earlier and earlier premiere showings, I which like, I think is no coincidence. I like the, calling it the, the last great movie-watching generation. Because we, yeah. we were the crew that, you know, watched midnight showings of Lord of the Rings. We stayed in line to see Harry Potter because there were no midnight showings when Harry Potter started. It was like When it first came out, yeah. Oh, man, I remember that. Yeah, I remember. I remember the first Harry Potter movie being the first time I remember people standing up and applauding after a movie was over. I went to the premiere of that. Um, Me too. And November seventeenth, two thousand what eleven? Uh, two thousand one. That's what I meant. Uh, that's what I meant. <laughs> Good. Hi, just my brain. It's squishy okay. now. It's all right. It's all those movies I've seen in IMAX. Made my brain squishy. <laughs> okay, this is your last chance to get out if you uh, have yet to see Thor The Dark World. Or if you don't like spoilers, we're not going to summarize the entire plot for you point by point, but we're going to talk about major stuff. So Yeah, we are going to talk about it. So, Dan. Come, come back. Dan, I was so excited when I woke up and I saw the first thing on my phone was a text from you because you saw it last night, but I fell mm-hmm. asleep before you came out. Um your text, though, sorry, your text left something to be desired for me because I was like, oh, your opinion of this movie is favorable. Okay. I didn't okay. want to tip my hand. I didn't no, want to tip my I, hand. I know. I know. I, I was I'm talking. Not, yeah. I was I'm talking. I'm not a big gusher. To, <laughs> you know, oh, I loved the gusher snacks. Um, they were great. Those right. were like a movie snack for me. Although uh, kind of like just filled with cough Sugar syrup up. that wasn't cough yeah. syrup like it was so thick cough syrup that just made you more sick and right it was like it was like uh not it was like pro cough syrup it would it would give you it would give you build up in your lungs yeah no exactly i and 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 still there it remains in my chest similar to the feelings i had for thor ragnarok so we kind of knew going into this that i had further to fall in this because of my love of Taika. And so 
I would love to hear how you felt. I had um, specific expectations. I, I enjoyed uh, what we do in the shadows. I was going to watch Hunt for the Wilder People. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an expectation from that that I think was pretty well met. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not expecting... There were a couple of jokes that I saw coming a ways off. Yeah. But I still... I, it was enjoyable, but it because you could see him coming, it wasn't like the big guffaw. But there were a couple that totally took me by surprise, which yeah. I enjoyed. Because after a couple where you see it coming, I was like, uh, okay, so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be funny, but I don't think I'm gonna guffaw <laughs> at any point. But he definitely got me a few times. Um, you lol'd a few. I I lolled I lolled so hard. I lulled, oh yeah, lulled. I was like in tears laughing at certain points because I'm kind of at this point. I think peak the peak idea of Marvel was the honestly the Captain America sequels. I think Winter Soldier and Civil War are what 100% agree. Yeah. So I think that's what for comic book continuity and like interesting build-ups to Infinity Wars those are the peak. But I, I, I yeah. I, I was mm-hmm. sort of tired of that formula. So I guess I was ready to not go full Guardians of the Galaxy where it's just completely different, but I wanted a change. And this so delivered for me as far as it was a change. The It was a little campier. It was a little more improvised. It felt a little sillier and not as much. I mean, there was a buildup, obviously, uh, with the you know end of credit scene, like there's a buildup of the the Infinity War and everything, but um, although you know people might not know that, but uh, but yeah, so I mean there's those things where you're kind of getting there, but it was more just fun. It was like uh, what is it? What's it called when uh, a TV show just has an episode that's a pocket episode? Like it was like that, but it was a pocket movie, and but it, yeah, it still that's, it that's has, a good way to describe it, I think. And I liked that, and I kind of wanted just I wanted that change. Yeah, I think that the the tonal shift was a good way to, I think, gain interest in Thor again. Having seen it now, I think they tipped their hand a little bit in the advertising. I think they gave away a little too much. Just from an action standpoint, there weren't any big action pieces that I wasn't already uh, aware of. Um, so that was yeah. a little disappointing, but that's, you know, that's not the movie's fault. That was a conversation we had where it would have been kind of cool if they'd kept the the whole kind of Planet Hulk line a secret. Yeah, that either been a key, more you, yeah, I think you have to either, I think you can tip the hand about the Hulk being in mm-hmm. it. But letting us know everything that was going to happen, it, it it took the wind out of it a little bit for me. But that's not my writing critique. We'll get to my writing critique. There's one thing in this movie that bugged the shit out of me. Okay. Um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, no, and I, but I totally agree with you though. There, it, it, there were certain things where the trailers were awesome, but it almost told you everything you needed to know. Almost too much. Like almost too much. You know, but... Hella's his sister. He loses an eye at the end. Matt Damon has a killer cameo. I felt like those were the things that that they withheld. I started I laughing so hard when I saw Matt Damon. When right. I realized 
Matt Damon was Loki. Loki. I and you know who played Thor? Was another Hemsworth. It was it, it, it was, was the Westworld, Westworld Hemsworth. Hemsworth. <laughs> the Hemsworth of Westworld. Um, and Sam Neill, who mm-hmm. was with so one thing I will say, since you haven't seen Wilder People. Sam Neill's in it, I know, because he's Sam Neill's um, in it, but also Rachel House, who played the, Topaz. The right hand of yeah. Goldblum. The, yeah. yeah. Topaz. Uh yeah. so uh who I I think is was really funny in her limited parts because she's oh, yeah. she, and I don't know if you know this, but she also is Moana's grandmother. Mm, in I did not Moana. know that. Uh, little, so little and, Disney she, connection. Yeah, so you know, get it, it's all together. But the thing is, Tycho really likes her and he works with her and well. And so I loved when I saw at Comic Con there was a photo, and I'll post it at some point. But she's in the photo, and I was just awesome. like, oh my god, when I saw that because uh, I love her. He seems to be pretty good at promoting New Zealand talent. Yeah, and then, I mean, yeah. And you get to see Carl Urban being Keith Urban's being more around? talented brother. <laughs> no, I, I made some joke about him being Keith Urban's brother, and my sister very much believed that. I could buy it on some level, but yeah, I thought... Um... He was kind of an interesting last-minute adjust... Um... Ad, well, not a last-minute ad, but he felt he felt like an attack on to the script. The thing and is, I, though, I didn't expect his character. I didn't expect yeah. it to be the way it was. That's fair. I um, I get you know they're combining like Enchantress, Hella, Death, and all that. They're kind of mushing them together to make Kate Blanchett's Hella. So his association makes sense. One thing that I thought was easy, and I wish they had done, but I don't know why they didn't, was they killed off all three of the Warriors three. Sif couldn't have shown up for five minutes to die. I'm like, where? Like they did not I even. Was... They gave Natalie Portman a throwaway line of like, I broke up sorry. with her. Sorry, sorry, didn't dump you. It was a yeah. mutual dumping. It was a mutual um, dumping. Well, yeah. So I agree. I actually had a moment because I hadn't. I had started watching. I watched the first Thor the night before, and I started watching the second Thor. And two things happened. One, I got really tired. And two, that movie really sucks. Yep. And so it's really hard for me to watch it. And so I actually finished it last night. And for some reason, I had convinced myself while watching Ragnarok that Sif had died, which she definitely didn't. Nope. So I don't know dead. what's going on. And I don't know if they're going to bring her back. For well, she even Wars appeared or... on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. one time. And I, I just So she's thought... got stuff. She's got nothing going on. I think they could, they could hold on to her. And if they follow through on um, the on a comic storyline that ends up a siege, like the Asgardians could end up in Braxton, Oklahoma, which is a, a plot line from the comics where Asgard is destroyed in Ragnarok and the refugees of Asgard are brought down the bridge and they like transport a castle to the middle of Oklahoma and just like plop it down. And that's the new Asgard. And it became an interesting story about immigration and um, assimilation and it was it was it was all right. Uh, it wasn't terrible. But I'm if they do that, in order to justify Thor constantly running around, either Loki, who will be involved in the running around. So I think Sif could have escaped to now rule in some capacity. But I think that should be Heimdall. So I yeah, I was gonna say I think Heimdall. Like Heimdall, I was so I I was prepped for him to die. Well, I'm just glad they gave him something to do. He well, I think the one of the more amazing aspects of of his character was his uh, rapid hair growth. Because I watched Dark World last night, and his hair is 
his hair grew a lot in like what two years i you know just thinking in the the comic book mindset i was like bishop from the x-men what are you doing here (laughs) back in days of future past you're crazy well what was funny was i first saw him in the trailer i didn't recognize him and i totally was like why is bishop in this even with the like cape and everything like it was too it's not just like wow two two black guys with dreads really guys and then just look the same it's like no, it's even like the cape and the, the trappings lo- were way too similar. There's a lot about similar. it that felt Bishop-esque. And I mean, considering Bishop had kind of a, I mean, a decent really part. and They didn't really use him no, they didn't X-Men him. very well. I just, he was not utilized properly. Yeah, not at all. So, who was your favorite character? I, want you, to, I want you to guess. Um, Should I, we guess each other's at the same time? Okay. Uh, we should probably we should probably count count that though, and I'm gonna pull it up on my phone so that I can show you on the camera to prove I'm not lying. Okay. Um, I have my notes, so I can okay. show you if I'm okay. You count down. Okay, three, two, one, Korg. Korg. <laughs> Hi ten. Hi ten, and I think Korg worked so well because obviously it was Taika, it was the director, but his humor matched perfectly with the humor he was striving for as a director. And I felt like, like, honestly, I didn't think Mark Ruffalo's improv was very good. No. I I thought he was fine and he was fun to have in there. But I could tell when he was improvising and it just wasn't like, Hemsworth was just able to roll with the punches and he, I think he is a great match with Taika. I don't know if everyone in the cast was, all the time. Sometimes it really worked well, and sometimes it was a little. But he, I think but Hemsworth and Goldblum, it was. So, oh yeah, per- oh. Goldblum was perfect too. And I thought the gal who played Valkyrie. Um, oh, Tessa was, Thompson. Yeah, yes. I love her. She was really good, she, and I loved her being a drunk. And I'm glad that they didn't tip that off in the trailers. I no, really. No, the only that time you see that is when in one of the trailers she goes drinks. Mm-hmm. But I loved her. I. I, I loved, you know, her character. It was so, and I mean, the big thing that they wanted was they saw the the unbalanced nature of Jane and Thor in the second film and how unhappy people were at that point. Similar to how people are sort of feeling about Tony Stark and Pepper Potts and no one really is invested in that now. Right. Um, I, although apparently we're supposed to be, according to Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, right. I was like, I oh, know. I'm sorry. When did they get back together? He like he's got suits all over. That was a big deal a couple movies ago. Yep, but but they that was one of the things is they didn't want to immediately put it into a romantic context, but they wanted her to be more Thor's equal, a little more like Thor, but also having her own hangups because Sif is sort of she's a troublesome character to put with Thor because. They're, they're too similar. Yeah, they're too similar, and it would just mm-hmm. be boring. Right. And I think, um, you know, Foster suffers from Foster suffers from being like a Lois Lane without edge because Lois Lane works with Superman because Lois Lane is a badass, and Lois Lane don't put up with no shit. And mm-hmm. Lois Lane will go, will stand face-to-face with a evil despot or a crazed maniac and she won't back down because she's a badass but you don't get that vibe from jane foster or no there's a point in dark world where she literally like takes a nap while they're trying to get away and i get she's sick and infected with this weapon but like she she basically lays down on the ship and takes a nap (laughs) yeah that's that's a thing 
that's a thing yeah. that happened. But that's you know, thing. Jeff Jeff Goldblum was a, a close second, I think, for characters oh, yeah. that I really enjoyed in this. Um, and uh, he was. <laughs> He was just being Jeff Goldblum. That was it. It's like they just put him in costume and he just was Jeff Goldblum. And it was great. Well, and I think he, he paid attention to Benicio Del Toro's collector, who's his brother. Mm-hmm. And I think he paid attention to what he did. And right. so I uh, so he had certain things that seemed kind of similar, but was so uniquely his own character. 100%. And I do I do like these like ancient one kind of characters. They're... They're interesting to me, and they bring a lot to a scene. And I do love Loki and the and uh, the Grandmaster's sort of dynamic too. I was actually yeah. happy to see Loki back. I was surprised that I was happy to see Loki back. I was one. If you're going to do humor, I thought that I thought that Tom Hiddleston was ready to play ball. I thought that he really delivered some jokes well like when thor gets smashed around and he's like that's how it feels yeah no, that he's was doing a good job. great and i didn't see that one coming mm-hmm. i didn't i saw the the nervous thing but as soon as he started smashing him they cut quick enough back to loki and his reaction was perfect it was like that's how yeah and i i really liked that i thought that was a good use of him it was an excellent callback um i didn't I didn't think that I missed Tom Hiddleston, but he's there. Him and Hemsworth together, they do have a really nice sibling dynamic of those siblings they that are do. just never gonna really get along. Um, and the the bit with you know testing to see if he's an illusion or not over and over again. Oh yeah, that that worked out well. I, oh gosh, I liked that a lot. <laughs> and when Korg ran away, and he's like, "Screw off, ghost!" or yeah. "Fuck off, ghost!" Piss off, ghost! That. Piss off, ghost! Thank you. I loved that. That was so good. It was because he just he just rolls with it. Bye, new Dave. Like (laughs) you know, and uh, the the bit about the three vampires standing really close together that was yeah. That's the one. A wooden fork. (laughs) Yeah, that. Oh god, so good. Um, Damn that. No, he's. I would watch another movie of his absolutely, and I'll and I'll check out Hunt for the Wilder People. I I want to see him act more though. I could see him. You know who I I think he could be in a totally different kind of way, but in a similar similar career trajectory and type of creative, but with a very different humor. Who? He could be a new Mel Brooks. Mm. I mean, like, I think yeah. He could 100% I, I think he's be brilliant. a new Mel Brooks. Yeah, he's so smart. It's, 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 kind, it's different humor in a lot of respects, but my, um, what was your favorite joke that, uh, that came about? Oh, God. And That's it could be a really... gag, you know. You could either That's say a joke I mean, or a, honestly, a physical bit. There was something to be said about the opening scene when he's talking to the the skeleton and when he's talking about the Infinity Stones and he's like, I didn't find any. <laughs> and, but uh, on, uh, I think mm, I loved hearing the hammer go through the house as it was trying to get him and like all the crashes and stuff like that. That was pretty great. I loved the entire play. And also, I think I cannot tell you how pleased I was when Anthony Hopkins, who was Loki, but yeah, he saw was me, he was like, oh, shit. Loki, being, yeah, oh, shit. That was great. Um, um, yeah, those are probably my favorite, like, moments. Also, Des and Troy destroy. Oh, yeah, that was, that was fun. Because it was just, it was silly. <laughs> it was. I, on a, on a side note, 
There's no reason for Benedict Cumberbatch to be in this movie. There was zero Thank reason you. for Doctor Thank Strange you. to be there. I was and like, this is a the... waste of time. And, and there was like sp- the Sherlock. There was a Sherlock joke there too, I which know, I was just like, was... fuck you. Which is fine. But I I was like, this is like four minutes that we could actually spend. I didn't. I wasn't that upset about it until all the stuff with Odin played out. And I was like, I, I'm, that's it? That's it with Odin? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? I was and like, you was... have Anthony fucking Hopkins here. This is uh, like, for the amount that they spent with Thor and Loki's relationship, scrap, this is this is my rewrite. This is my rewrite, just so you know, because I couldn't hold it in anymore. Mm-hmm. My no, rewrite no. is scrap the Benedict Cumberbatch stuff completely and give us a little time with Odin. Like, give us a real father-son and son moment. That's and exactly then, how I feel. Right? Like, I I was so I irritated. Feel, well, I wanted to feel bad when he turned into gold dust, but I was yeah. like, I'll, I was just like, Because mm. that gold dust just floated up into space and eventually collected again and became a gold berg. And then, it, and then it started, I was going to say, and then it started to open up and it became a gold bloom. Gold bloom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was so funny. When they picked up the card, though, I... I just right. was like, <sighs> and I, I feel bad that I. Well, it's his real address in the comics, but at the same time, know, it's like, it's like, just a little too just, on the nose. They just were like, hey, you know, because he also plays Sherlock. Guys, remember how he played Sherlock and you all really liked him for and a while? And meanwhile, Kevin Feige sitting there with his arms crossed and he's like, I wanted Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> I, I would, I honestly would probably have preferred that. I just think it would have been crazier. Um, it would have been it, well, and that, I mean, if you're going to make one comic character though crazier, I think Doctor Strange is a great one to do because the ideas behind it are a the lot psychedelic also, and the Eastern religion and the just yeah. Also, I swear, either my uh, my TV or the person on the couch is trying to punk me because I got home last night. I turned my TV on and Doctor Strange was just playing. I definitely didn't set it up. So I'm thinking someone did to really mess with my shit. Um, yeah, that's that's my major that's my major rewrite for it. But as far as the jokes go, circling back to that, I it's so stupid. But when Thor tries to break the window and it bounces back and hits him in the face, I I did not see that coming. It's such simple basic shtick, but it happened so quick and he just got clocked in the face. I loved that. I loved that joke. Um, and the bit about get help. Get help was a really fun. It was a fun way to reference back that they have a really long history with each other without being like, oh, remember when or remember when that and the story about the snake were two... the snake. Oh, the snake one was so you know so much. I love he's snakes. Like, and so I pick it up and then and then and then he's like, oh, it's me. And you know that that was just his like it hit him just like riffing with it. And right, told, that like, was just Chris Hemsworth. Totally. I like that we're even talking about it and he remembers and starts laughing. Yeah, those were those were really solid bits. The stuff with uh, Hulk, um, I think I didn't like how of, much he talked. I didn't, and I also another small com- small complaint, and this circles back to Thor in Norway. Some of the some of the green screen was rough, especially Norway. Norway looked really fake, um, and there were a couple other shots on the on the um, Sakar, whatever that. Uh, were a little jarring where I was like, everything looks so beautiful. And then you give me a shot where it just does not. Yeah. Um, but that's a small thing. 
Yeah, I was really into, speaking of scenery, I was really into the trash planet. Right. I just, I loved the idea of it. And also, uh, oh, that's actually probably one of my favorite things was when he's in that like tunnel and it's mm-hmm. playing the Willy Wonka song. The, and, that was and really funny. And then they're like, in three, two, one. Ah! And then he's just in, in the room. That was pretty great. That was very surprising. I don't know if it was the biggest surprise in this movie for me, but it, it was definitely a, a surprise how fun that scene was. It was, I mean, I honestly have to say a majority of what was on that planet was just fun. Like it was fun to watch. You don't, you felt like everyone was really enjoying doing it. And right. so, yeah, but I, to go back, I would have done the exact same edit as you because it does, it kind of messed with me at that beginning part. But I feel like there was a lot of really great buildup. I loved, I loved Idris Elba doing stuff too. I was just really into all that. Looking very Lord of the Ringsy, especially yes. since he was running away from Galadriel. Oh my, I made, I made, <laughs> I made a joke actually when we were watching that and he was opening the gate. I was like, they built the tunnels too deep. <laughs> <laughs> and You're like, speak when she was in front of the door, I was like, speak friend and enter. Speak friend and enter. It's a riddle. She's just gonna throw knives <laughs> at it. It's like, nope, she's just gonna she's just gonna huck those uh those Hanzo swords. Yeah, no, she she, she hucked was- them hard. I, I enjoyed Kate Blanchett. I thought she, she was very game, and I thought she was committed. I was not expecting her to tell as many jokes, which I thought I, I, I thought they were funny, but and it, it is a comedy. I, I accept that. But like I kind of wanted her as the villain, as the foil, to be a little less jokey jokey and a little more Intensity, tensy. Straight man. Like, I, I was like, everyone's telling, we don't mortal. have a straight man. Mortal. Like, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, there wasn't a straight a man thing. now that I think about it. No, everybody was telling jokes, and I wanted her to be the butt of a bunch because she was the straight man, because everyone else was having fun. That's how I thought it was going to play out, and I guess I was. it allowed me to not take her as seriously as a threat yeah. because she was joking around. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that. And yeah. I, I didn't think about it, but yeah, I guess as far as it could have been almost funnier if she didn't tell as many jokes. Right. It's the Loki problem. If he's too funny and he's the main Villain. foil, it's not as. Where are the stakes, right? Yeah. Like, that's why Winter Soldier worked so well. It's like, he ain't telling no jokes. <laughs> he's like, gonna fuck you up. I never thought I'd be not attracted to Robert Redford. I mean, I was still attracted to Robert Redford, but I was—I did not want to fuck with him. Could I date a Nazi way? <laughs> could I date a Nazi? No, I'm—I I cannot date a Nazi. Fair enough. Fair enough. What? Uh, what was the biggest surprise? I know that you, uh, like me, watched all the trailers and the spots and everything. So, what? What took you by surprise in this movie? Um. Plot-wise, what took me by surprise? was probably the sibling dynamic but also the how they ended up where they ended up because i thought she they were all going to end up in asgard and she was going to kill everyone and like send them banish them or something Mm -hmm. and so how they got there and also i totally thought heimdall was gonna be dead like oh i'm so glad he didn't die keep him under contract marvel (laughs) smart uh i think just as an audience member, the thing that surprised me the most was when 
uh, Matt Damon showed up. Yes, that like was... I just was, I I was like hyperventilating, deep inhalations of excitement and laughter all at once. That was so funny. That was just ridiculous, and I I really I wish that they'd. Uh, I I'm ho- I'm hoping that one of their little like behind the scenes mini movie bits could be just like that entire play. I'd like to yeah. see the whole play. Um, you know what surprised the hell out of me and I feel what? so stupid for being surprised by it Thor losing his eye yeah it happens in the comics yeah it's part of his trajectory into old man Thor but I was really surprised that they actually did it because they showed the same shots they just hadn't CGI'd his eye out yeah. in the trailers yeah I and like, I think good job. I think that was really great yeah that's that's fair I kind of thought so when Odin died I kind of thought that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I really didn't know. And also it's tricky because they really haven't shown him much in Infinity Wars, uh, like the the scenes for Infinity War. So you don't, like apparently in the D23, he's like barely, he's barely in it if at all. And so I'm I'm not sure like what they've done as far as that goes. But it seems like the the no eye is here to stay, which is exciting. Yeah, until the, the reality stone resurrects Quicksilver, recasts Tony Stark, does all kinds of crazy things. Or so we think. It's the reset button. I'm, I'm, they're just going to say, Sorry, everyone's sorry, getting Robert. too expensive. Let's, let's go for we a need fresh to, crop. We need to not have as many Chris's in the cast. It's just guys. too many Chris's. We need a Michael here and there. Michael Benedict, Rourke's you like, can what? stay. Never mind, never mind. No Michaels. <laughs> Um, so the yeah. uh, where would you where would you rank this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for yourself, out of you know all what seventeen movies? I would say as far as for it's tricky because I I want to see it. I'm I'm combining two things. One is how much I enjoy it, and two is how much it works to build towards the cinematic universe. And okay, so that's fair. And so, so for me, I would say two. That's where I'd rank it. It's it's second only to. Obviously, uh, Iron Man three. Ah. I thought you were going to say the, uh, the Incredible Hulk. No, yeah, you can guess what my 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 number one is, but. Um. Civil War. I just think it's, I mean, not only is it a, a solid part of the universe, it's just a really fucking good movie. It's enjoyable. It's super enjoyable, but it does a lot to build and create things uh, outside of the Avengers. Right. But it all is sort of gearing towards something. So I would say that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Easily Thor's best solo movie. That's not even a That was question. really hard competition, though. I so, know, right? I mean, that's a tough Although call to I, make, Tam. I do think that the first Thor gets a bad rap because it is a pretty decent fish I out of water I think Kenneth Branagh does a pretty good job as a yeah, director. Yeah, he's a decent director. I think as far as, like, progressing the story of the greater whole along, it does do a lot of heavy lifting without being cheap, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. um, which... I did not care for the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I really didn't really like Volume 2. Did not like the first one at all. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely, it's top three, maybe four. I think the Avengers itself has a very special place in my heart. And it is 
it is unique, but it's a pretty flawed film mm-hmm. in a lot of respects. There's like some script stuff and some, you know, poor Hawkeye, poor, poor Hawkeye just gets shortchanged all over the place. It's so funny. I was watching Dark World. I think it was, yeah, is it Dark World? No, it's uh, it's it's First Thor and Hawkeye's in it. And I was like, I totally forgot that he was in it. And that's right. probably why Jeremy Renner was like, I'm tired of this. I'm here too, guys. I have a family. They live on a farm. <laughs> we we step on Legos. I have a third kid. My best friend's Black Widow. <laughs> we have coffee together and my wife's cool with it because she knows that we're work colleagues. <laughs> she was on Freaks and Geeks. What if uh, I've got some red in my ledger was actually just like a euphemism for something? What would it be a euphemism for? I don't know, like st- starting your period or something. Hmm. Yeah, sure. I've got some red in my ledger. I will be right back. I'm going to say that to you sometime. <laughs> You're going to say that to me. It'll be like, just text me and be like, shit, I've got some red in my ledger. <laughs> Am I then calling my pants my ledger? <laughs> I guess at that point. I'm a weird person in, in this version of your reality. Uh, yeah, so... We've discussed favorite character, joke, the script, where we'd rank it, surprise. I guess we, I guess we're really, uh, do you have any last Final thoughts, in- closing opinions questions? before we, um, yeah, I, I got what I was expecting, but I think I expected it too much. I think I was too involved with the ad campaign and I should have, I should have backed off um, because it was such a departure. So I don't hold that against the movie. I think it's really funny, and I would like to rewatch it um, in a few months when I've forgotten about it and go, oh, yeah, this thing's really funny. Also, I missed some jokes because people were laughing too loud, and they were one after another in a few spots. Yeah, they, they pile them on at certain points. So I'm I'm hope, I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Uh, really enjoyed it overall, and one of, one of my favorite MCU movies. And I'd put it in my – it's in my – top five for the year right now yeah oh top five movies of the year yes. i was like oh it's of definitely in... <laughs> just no, not saving mr banks Marvel, out of there and i was like you keep lowering it in ranking <laughs> just to, just like, to piss you top off <laughs> i know i mean i i went in kind of knowing what it was gonna be i really tried not to i mean i basically would stay away from the internet all of last week because I really didn't want this to get ruined. I knew going in that Taika wasn't as much about the comic book. He like he liked taking elements from the comic books, and he he really loved uh, he did a lot with the color because of that and things like that. But someone was like, "Oh man, so is there any more discussion of the Infinity Stones?" He was like, "I don't know." Like uh, like he's kind of just like he. Uh, someone was like, "Is there an Infinity Stone?" He's like, "Yes." And, and, and he, and they're like, are you sure? And he's like, you can't tell me there isn't like (laughs) I directed it, whatever. And then he was saying, you know, they call them infinity stones, but there's a finite number of them. So just, just bear with us. Uh, but I do, I did love the jokes. It was, I don't think I've ever laughed out loud so much at a movie. And it was just like crying at points because it was just so funny at moments. Uh, and I mean, you could predict some of the jokes, but I liked that. I liked that they were it good. wasn't. Yeah. yeah, I liked that it wasn't all about, hey, we're heroic and like we have 
we have this shit on lock and stuff like that. It's right. like, you know, Brett Banner lost two years of his life and he doesn't know what's up. And so, obvious, and I also thought it was super ballsy of him to, you know, decide to be the Hulk again after that. And, you know, I don't think like that got acknowledged as much because he's the Hulk for the rest of the movie after he goes back. And so there's, you know, a possibility. Yeah, they never took a moment to be like, Oh, you did it, or just to, or like, even to say, is Banner still in there? Like they never yeah. acknowledge that. You're right. That's kind of dumb. They should. Yeah, hmm. yeah. But I mean, there was a sacrifice there, and I have to say, like, I was, I was happy. I, I, I know that it was predictable when he crashed on the Rainbow Bridge, but I laughed. <laughs> like I was glad was, that he that he just funny. like ate shit on that Rainbow Bridge. Um, uh, I could. Yeah, I, when I saw the big dog, though, I was like, oh, I can't take Maisie to this movie. <laughs> I, I had one other thing that I, was interesting. The oh, yeah. way that they um, did all the design for Goldblum's henchmen mm-hmm. um, and the influence on his palace, and it was all so Jack Kirby of that era, the, the comic book artist. I, at first, I was really pissed because they looked like they should be on Apocalypse. They looked like characters from his New Gods saga the fourth world uh, omnibus and i was like son of a bitch i was like god damn it dc you could have had this but they've done it first now and now you can't do that style of jack kirby artwork even though that's where it's more iconic and i started to have like a mini nerd conniption fit and then i was like this doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I just enjoyed the rest I, of the movie. I mean, yeah, visually it was so cool. Like I was so glad what they, the choices they made as far as getting a little retro too, which was nice. So but if yeah. you had to if you had to give this movie another name, what would it be? Korg Ragnarok. Mine would be how Hella got her groove back. What sucks is it, it blipped out, so I have no idea what you said. <laughs> Damn it. How Hella got her groove back. Well, that's good. That's good. Thank you. It was either going to be that or Hella High Water. My <laughs> Nice. My other one uh, was Death Wish. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. You know, I like that. I, 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 think, I think they were solid. But you know what? I, I'm really glad we saw it. I'm really glad we're talking about it. I'm really glad that you're editing this podcast. As a as a final aside, um, how excited are you for Black Panther? You know, <sighs> Jellicles <laughs> are as Jellicles do. Jellicles can and Jellicle can. I'm sorry that the the collar every time i see it i just want i i honestly wish for a trailer that they had just done a really like dark gritty version of jellicle cats from cats because that would have been fucking hilarious i don't know michael michael jordan looks great i well when i see michael jordan all i think is McCavity's a ginger <laughs> cat is called the I'm very glad you- ball. I'm very glad you get cats references. To- so <laughs> like when we I when just- we review Black Panther, we're gonna have to really work hard on some on some cats puns. We we should ask Cameron to do like a version of cats that uh, that's like Black Panther. Black Panther focused. parody. Um, yeah, I I think that needs to. I'm not sure why this hasn't happened on the internet yet. I don't know. Come on, but internet, it ha- get it together. 
Yeah, come on, Internet. We're, we're giving you gold here. Now, I don't know. Michael B. Jordan is – he looks really cool. Like, right. I, I think he's – he's I, I think – I mean, any movie that starts with Martin Freeman's god-awful American accent just does not have me gripped in. Wakanda looks really cool. It does. I feel like some of the action scenes are things I've already seen. It's very possible. We will discuss back to writing and how uh, NaNoWriMo and other projects are going next week. And then our next movie review will be uh, Justice League. Yeah, Justice yeah. League is next up. Yeah. I, I, man, summer sucked for movies, but this And this then fall, after that, we'll have uh, the... Um, we'll have Star Wars in December, we'll right? We'll Star Wars, yeah. And I, we'll talk about Coco. I don't know if I want to review Coco or not, but maybe. Yeah, it requires me seeing it, which I suppose I will. Um, right. Damn you, Pixar. God, Pixar. It's like I'm not, I, I, I'm not I can't gonna cry not. over a skeleton. One of my friends, shout out to JP Dooley, posted on Facebook, Pixar, you can't advertise during an episode of This Is Us. You could kill someone. <laughs> That's brilliant. Right? He's a very smart man. You should bring him on. I will. And and just have him say smart things. I will. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm really, I'm glad that we were able to keep this civil. Oh, don't worry. As soon as we stop recording, I'm going to tell you everything that I thought was stupid. That's mean. Well, that's why he's here. He's my, oh, no, he's asleep. Never mind. Yep, he's asleep. He said, you have no defense. <laughs> I was like, hey, you should stay. You're an unbiased party. And he's like, I am so biased. I'm like, I know, but it's for me. <laughs> like, shh, shh, shh. That's the point. He, he loves Taika more than I do, even. <laughs> He's so, got yeah. his picture on his dresser, not you. Yeah, I mean, we don't talk about that. Gross. Well, that sounds like a good <laughs> place as any to. It's not gross. It's just depressing. <laughs> good night, everyone. This is this has been slow claps and rewrites, telling you what to watch and how to feel about it. Yeah. Slow Claps and Rewrites is painstakingly produced by Adair Rice and Daniel Crary. It is edited with extreme prejudice by Adair Rice. Slow Claps and Rewrites is a part of the Secret Weapon Productions Library. Copyright M-M-X-V-I-I. 2017. All rights reserved. Until we've been dead for 70 years.